All right, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here, and I want to bring a word. I want to bring a word from the Lord according to what God has given me for his people this morning. As we began to start out our day, I believe God has given me a rhema word, a rhema word to help to bring us out to bring us out of situations and circumstances. I want to put on my pastor hat today. <laughs> I want to put my pastor hat on today. And I'm so grateful to God. I'm grateful to him in advance for what he's going to do. We were built for this. We were built for this through the beginning of time up until now. God knew what he intended for us to do. And I'm so grateful for the journey. I'm thankful to God that he has called me to pastor and to oversee and to shepherd his people. But we are in the season of planting. We are in the original days of the planting of this ministry, Life Path, Apostolic Agape House of Prayer. Come on now. Somebody say that one, two, three, four, five times. Life Path, Apostolic Agape House of Prayer. That is the anatomy of the church. This is the breakdown of what God has called us to be and the mission that he has given us, the vision that he has given us. And I am so grateful, my God, I am so grateful that my life is coming full circle in ministry and what God has called me to do and called me to be. I've been just contemplating over the last few weeks, just looking back over my life and recognizing and understanding almost like a made-for-TV movie, <laughs> a mystery, all of the little nuggets throughout the years where God showed me, I'm with you, I'm right there. This is what I called you to do. This is who I've called you to be. And we have come to such a time as this, and I need you. I need you. I am putting out the clarion call. Ain't no shame in my game. I need folk to come alongside the vision and the mission that God has called this ministry to. I need destiny helpers. I need destiny helpers. So if you are a destiny helper, if you are a destiny helper and God has compelled you to come alongside this ministry to help us to plant, come on. Come on, because we welcome you open arms. We are going to do what God has called us to do in this region and in this season. Amen. What a great honor and a great joy. I think it was Paul Morton who said, God, whatever you are doing in this season, please don't do it without me. Please don't do it without me. The Bible warns us that the laborers are few. The laborers are few. So I recognize and acknowledge that there are only but a few of you. And I want you to call your mamas, call your daddies, grandmama, granddaddy, aunties, uncles, nieces, nephews. I want you to call the young as well as the old. I want you to call them because we know that there are only a few. <laughs> and we need a few good women, a few good men to walk alongside us. We need preachers. We need ministers. We need teachers. We need worship leaders. We need to have the church. We need evangelists. We need workers 
in the community. When I tell you God has given me a vision for this thing, a vision for this thing that will bring him glory in the earth. And he has called us as a people, as the remnant within the remnant. He has called us in this season. I believe reformation is happening. It is happening. It is happening. I believe that God is reforming the church. He is reforming the church. And I'm not talking about no reformed uh, theology or reformed gospel. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the church taking its rightful place in the earth, in the earth. We kind of fell off. We kind of fell off and I ain't putting nobody down. I'm just telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. I remember when we were growing up, they used to have these interruptions in our Saturday television, uh, <coughs> the emergency broadcast system. That's what they called it. And it would come in and make that sound. Beep, y'all remember? Or sometimes it'd be beep, 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 you know, and it would come in and interrupt our uh, television and our regularly programmed television so that they can test, so that they can test out the emergency broadcast. And that emergency broadcast is very important because that is the way that those who have the knowledge of the coming of danger, that's the way that they can uh, alert the masses. They would bring that up. And in and, and all of my lifetime, all of my lifetime, I'm so grateful to God. And I thank God I only experienced the test. <laughs> I believe around sometime in 2019, God brought to us an emergency broadcast message. Amen. He brought the test, the test, the test. It kind of shook the church up. We had to get outside the walls. God said, okay, I'm going to sit y'all down for a minute. Y'all got to go on a little bit of a timeout because I need to get your attention. And during that time, during that time, those who had an ear that was inclined to hear such as prophetess, AKA Pastor Dawn. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out, y'all. Y'all, y'all give me some recommendations. But anyway, we had an ear that was inclined to hear. We heard, we heard the broadcast message. We heard the clarion call. And all we are doing is taking our position and doing what God has called us to do. And in as much as they did the little uh, signal, that interrupted your show after it was over. They said, we're going to return you to regularly broadcasted uh, television or whatever it was that you were watching. They sent you back to it. And God is sending us back. He is sending us back. He is preparing us. We are the remnant within the remnant, y'all. We got to get this thing right. We got to get it together. We got to get ourselves positioned for the coming of the king. We got to return back to our first love. We got to return back to our first love. And I guarantee you over here at Life Path Apostolic Agape House of Prayer, we are in love with Jesus. My God, my God, we're in love with Jesus and we love his people, but I need some help. I need those destiny helpers to come alongside what God has called me to do. And as I stated, we need preachers, we need ministers. We need people with the heart of God, first and foremost. Now, we ain't, we ain't messing with no mess. Now, let me just be very clear. 
because I've been churching all my life. I thought I, I thought I was uh, grown when I started in the church, but I've since realized that 46, almost 47 in a couple of weeks, years old, I was just a baby. I was a baby, and I'm so grateful that God called me in that season of my life. So I've seen some things. I've experienced some things. And while we don't reward or put on a pedestal, church hurt, it ain't happening over here. (laughs) It ain't happening over here. And I'm telling y'all one thing, just like in the natural, when my parents gave me an assignment that that I saw my big sisters doing, I I, I come from a family of 12 and mostly girls. And I just, I, I adored my siblings when I was growing up. You know, we, we got into it, but I, I used to look up to them and, and admire them, admire them and the things that they got to do. But every now and again, my parents would uh, uh, delegate responsibility across uh, each of, of, of the older siblings. So I'm number four of 12. And so that means there were three over me. So every time I would see, you know, my parents would go places. They were very social people. So they would go visiting people and have people at the house. But nonetheless, <clears throat> at the times they would leave, they would give instruction. And they would put people over certain things, put my siblings over certain things. And most of the time, the older siblings will have the responsibility of disciplining, you know, the younger siblings and making sure everything stays straight until my parents got home. But boy, I'm telling you, those times when I got the responsibility after I got to watch my older siblings do it, I took it with great honor. And sometimes I went overboard. One of my little baby sisters, she told me I, I used to lock her in the, in the linen closet uh, uh, that we had. I, I don't remember that. And maybe I do. I don't know. But either way, <laughs> I took my role responsible. I mean, uh, seriously, when God gave me responsibility, I took my role seriously. Amen. So nonetheless, as a pastor, I'm taking it serious. I will love, I'm dedicated to love God's people. Not only that, I believe that God has given me the ability to love. He has anointed me with the ability to love. And I am welcoming I am welcoming of the assignment, of the assignment. I, I heard something in my, my baby boy. He always tell me to be careful what I listen to, what I click on and watch. And, and uh, because everything ain't for me. <laughs> and he know I just get to clicking and watching. And then I, I see something. I'll be, oh. What, what is that? But sometimes I get these catchphrases and, and, and you know, they, they sound good and, and, and they're very relevant to the point that I want to make, but I start quoting stuff that come out of a song and, and they mean it for something else. And sometimes I don't know. So y'all forgive me in advance. Just know that I'm quoting the content, not the context of which they are, are using it. But anyway, this term I've been hearing lately, uh, I got the assignment. I understood the assignment. I understood the assignment. That's what they say. And I did it well. I believe it came from a song. I ain't heard the song yet. 
uh, but my son shared with me that it came from a song, and I ain't interested in hearing it, but I like that phrase because I got the assignment. I understood the assignment, and I intend on doing it well. Will you come with me? Will you come with me? I don't care who you are. If God has called you to this ministry, if he has called you to this work, I want to compel you to do so. So before I get into the word, because we are going to get some help today. (laughs) We're going to get some help today. But before I get into this word, I just want to read a little bit of something that God gave me uh, related to the vision of the ministry. And I believe, I believe that this is what he is calling us to. All right. So what is our vision? What is our what? And what is our why? And these are some of the activities as I, as I got involved with this organization, as I continue to plant these are the things that they're saying, well, what, what are you about? You say God has called you. What has he called you to? And what, what is he saying in that call? So I have uh, a coach that is helping me to draw these things out uh, that God has, has, has given me. And I want to take these things to the next level, which is why I am seeking my launch team. And and as I bring the vision and the mission to the people of God, we're going to build it out. This is a this is a community effort. This ain't all about prophetess. This ain't all about prophetess. It ain't just me doing this thing. God is the head of this church. I have no authority. I want y'all to hear me. I have no authority. I operate and function under the rule and authority of Jesus Christ. He is the head. I am operating and functioning as the shepherd and what he has called me to do. And those who have the highest office has the most responsibility of serving to. I want you to hear my heart. I want you to hear my heart. God has called us to a work. And I am using this platform to call out, to cry out to those of you. And I ain't begging now. <laughs> I ain't begging nobody. God, if God called you to a work in this season, and if you align with the mission and the vision that God has given us, come on over here. Come on over here, conjoin your faith with our faith. But some folk ain't going to like what I say, and some folk ain't going to agree with what I say. But guess what? Let's pray about it. Let's pray about it because we got to be about our father's business. I take this thing seriously. He interrupted us so that he can instruct us and put us back on the right path. Let us build the church. Let us build his church on the foundation of his gospel, on the foundation of his truth, on the foundation of his love that he sent his only begotten son when we were yet sinners to save, to save this world, to heal us, to deliver us. And we are the ones, we are the agents in the earth that he has called to do a work. Amen. What was I saying here? I wanted to share just real quickly, the vision, the vision of Light Path Apostolic Agape House of Prayer. Our vision is Light Path Apostolic House of uh, Agape House of Prayer is a Christ-centered ministry founded on biblical principles. We are committed to build a family of devoted followers 
of Christ that worship God, share Christ's hope and love, and ministers to each other's needs. We exist to love people in the agape with unconditional love and to see people saved, delivered, healed, discipled, equipped, empowered, and serving by the Holy Spirit. Our goal is that prayer is active, alive, and an important way for his people. I'm sorry. Yeah, an important way for his people to come into a deeper, more intimate love relationship with God and experience his presence through worship, praise, and prayer. Amen. Sometimes it's hard to read my writing. (laughs) I'm a lefty, y'all, but you'll never know it because my dad worked with me and he taught me how to write. But sometimes my big old letters, I can't read them myself. But anyway, that is our vision. Go back and listen to it. If you are aligned with that vision, if you want to help with the work in the earth, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Because, see, you're going to hear different, and we're going to talk about that today. But I'm telling you the truth. My heart is for God. I don't play with God's assignment. I don't play. And people who know me, you know I I do some goofy stuff. I may engage in some silly things. But when it comes to ministry, when it comes to me, I don't play. I don't play. This is not about building a platform for me. This is not about doing something to elevate my ego, to to increase my income. I have nothing to do with any of that. I hear what God has called me to do. I know who God has sent me to. And it is time for me to walk in what God has called me to do. So I need you. I need you if he's called you to this ministry. All right. So Life Path, um, (coughs) Apostolic Agape, House of Prayer. Uh, Our mission is we work towards the vision by making believers out of unbelievers and disciples out of believers. We help people find Christ Jesus, grow their faith, discover their purpose, and make a kingdom difference in the earth. Come on, somebody. Who felt that like I did? (laughs) Who felt that like I did? I'm so grateful to God, and I just wanted to share with you all, the mission and the vision of the ministry. I see a great work. I see a great work that God is doing. I am official. I am official in the state of Ohio and throughout the world. Our church has been certified. We are certified. I am the um, shepherd of this ministry. We have yet to acquire a building, we we don't have a physical location. We are we are drawing the saints into the house of God. I'm telling you, God is doing a great work, and I find it an honor and a privilege to be on this side. Amen. To be in the beginning forming of of this ministry, and I I just want to declare something. I want to declare something right now. I declare it and I decree it and I won't stand back away from it. Every child (coughs) (coughs) that I birthed up out of this body, come on now, 
every child that I birthed up out of this body that God proclaimed was under the five-fold ministry. They will line up. The gift will stir up. They will about face and do what God has called them to do, clean up whatever they got to do so that they can serve God's people. I'm telling you the truth. I know that I know that I know that my children, my children will succeed the ministry. So in other words, my succession plan <laughs> is to is to grow and develop my children into the men and women of God that God has called them to be so that they can succeed me in ministry, that the legacy of the church will be lived and outlived <coughs> by the ministry that God has given them. This will be the platform. This is the foundation. This is the beginning. So whether they, you know, take on pastor and life path, uh, apostolic agape house of prayer, whether they take on pastor in here or, or, or start here and go out and start planting their own. I don't know how it's going to look, but I'm telling you somehow, some way, somewhere in and through this ministry, oh, they're going to answer the call. They're going to answer the call. So that is my prayer. That is my prayer. Now, now it ain't no bargaining trip, chip. I ain't bargaining with the Lord. Well, Lord, if I do what you called me to do, then then uh, 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 let my children minister for you. No, God, is, God has uh, chosen us for whatever reason, for whatever reason, through the generations. There have been generations that have come before me that God has called that, that made some answered the call. Others did not. It just so happened that I am declaring we will answer the call. Amen. We will answer the call and God is going to grow this thing. So, and I'm not talking about in numbers. So, so let me be clear because when I, when I speak human speak and people hear me without a spiritual ear, then they hear things the wrong way. They hear it the wrong way. When I say God is going to grow it, I mean exclusively for his, his kingdom purpose. And grow in the sense of uh, 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 quality, quality souls one to the kingdom. That's, that's our goal. That's our objective. And my children are going to do it. Now, I said it and I ain't taking it back. So any and everybody, if y'all see one of mine or you think about one of mine, start praying them, praying them into the kingdom, pray them into their position. Uh, uh, because guess what? Once God has his hooks in you, <laughs> ain't nothing you can do. Ain't nothing you can do. And I thank God. I thank God for my husband. I thank God for what he's doing in his life and that he's going to come and, and walk alongside as well. I declare it and decree it. Amen. <laughs> and without delay. Come on now. Come on. Faith, faith, faith. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? We know that it is impossible to please God without faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things unseen. I got a hope this morning. <laughs> I got a hope this morning. Anyway, 
I got to get into this word because I want to encourage somebody and it is time for us to cross over. It's time for us to cross over. We've been dealing with situations for too long. God sent me here as an extension of his love, as an extension of his voice, as an orator of the word of God, as a, as, as a, a woman of God and as a mouthpiece to speak life into the earth. Amen. As a result, we will see miracles, signs, and wonders. And we will, we will overcome. We shall overcome. Amen. All right. I hope this encourages you. We're going to get into the word. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Father God, we just thank and praise you for this opportunity to come before your throne, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have brought us together, Father God, for your name's sake. Father, you brought us together for your kingdom purpose, Father. We desire to be companions of your will. We desire, Lord God, to walk in your will and to do what you have called us to do. Father God, as I begin to minister your word to your people, Father, I ask, Lord God, that you will use me, that you will hide me in your bosom, hide me behind your words, Lord God, that when the people hear your word, they won't see me. My God, my God, Father God, have your way. Holy Spirit, take reign over this message and let your people receive. We ask for your power. We ask for your glory in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Let lives be changed as a result of this word. Father God, we thank and praise you. We honor and adore you. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Thank God and amen. 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 All right, y'all. All right. So God, sent me to send this word and 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 I'm just a little tickled that he is asking me to deliver this word uh to his people because it is always a challenge for me to speak upon those things that have really really hurt me uh uh that have that have been a challenge in my own personal walk this is why I I love to minister the word of God when we're just talking word <laughs> I love the word. I'm telling you, I eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I love the word. Uh, so I love when God gives me those types of assignments, but he sent me with a special assignment today. And this is something that is near and dear to my heart, something that I've had to walk through. So sometimes it's difficult for me to talk about some of those things for whatever reason, but God knew when he gave me the assignment that he wanted me to talk through it. All right. So I'm going to tell those of you who are listening, don't allow the enemy to bring forth offense. Don't let them bring forth offense because if you find yourself, if you find yourself in the midst of this word and it is a cutting and a conviction, just yield to the Holy Spirit. Don't get mad. <laughs> don't get mad. Repent, turn, and it's okay. It'll be all right. God knew before you started listening to this podcast that you would be listening. So don't get mad at prophetess. Don't get mad at me. Just hear the word because it is coming to you in love. And for those of you that can relate, that have been afflicted by 
uh, the pain of the things that we talk through, release and re- receive healing today. Allow forgiveness to just permeate your entire being, no matter what it was, no matter how you suffered. Let God bring forth healing. We need to be whole. We need to be healed. And we need to allow God to do what he needs to do to get us to where we need to be. Uh, and, and, and so that we can carry out his will in the earth, right? We can't do this thing all bottled up and, and, and messed up, all right? All right, so let's get into the word. Let's see. I'm going to come from Micah. Uh, Let's see. We're going to go Micah chapter 7. Let's start at the verse, at verse 6, at verse 6. And I'm going to read this from the King James Version. And the reason I'm using that today, because I know many of you who are Bible studiers, y'all know this word. The word of God says, for the son dishonoreth the father, the daughter riseth up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a man's enemies are the men of his own house. Now, let's see what Jesus said about it in Matthew 10 and 36. Let's go to Matthew 10 and 36. Amen. And the word of God says, And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. How many of y'all know that we got some household enemies? (laughs) We got some household enemies. And what I mean by that, when I when I say household enemies, I ain't saying y'all got the right to turn against the folk up in your house. That ain't what I'm what I'm saying. I want to be real clear on what a household enemy is. A household enemy are those who are around us. Those those that we allow to be, you know, in our inner circle. The ones that know all of our secrets. The ones that we let our guard down with. (laughs) You know, the ones that we allow to be around us without uh, truly vetting them. You you get a foot in. A household enemy can be a family member. But it can also be a friend. (laughs) It could be somebody who has close proximity to you. And that is using that power and that influence to come against you. So let me be clear. We talk about household enemies. They may not be from your immediate family. So let me be clear about that. But then again, sometimes they are. They may not be your closest friends, but they can be surrounding them. 
So we're going to talk about household enemies. Household enemies, people who are around us, who are close enough to do us harm. And, and the people that use that influence to cause us turmoil and harm. But God is going to, he, he wants us, and let me, let me get in my notes because what I wrote down was that God wants us to be free. He wants us to finally be free in a tangible and practical way. That he was giving us a rhema word that will help us to keep from walking into 2022, carrying the same 2021 burdens that have caused us illness, oppression, emotional problems, sin, and failure. God desires that we walk into 2022 as his victorious children. But he needs us to be aware so that we can prepare and we can war effectively. That we stop hitting at the air and, and we become targeted and strategic in the way that we battle this thing. He wants us to be aware of, of how this thing affects us. Going back to Matthew 10 uh, 35 and 36. He said, for I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He went on to say in 37, he said, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. See, we have to begin and learn how to pray against those household enemies, those who come to destroy what God has established in us. And I believe, I believe that as he was speaking, where he said, for I come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother. He was quoting back what the prophet said in Micah. But I believe that the revelation there was that because Jesus was truth, he was going to expose these things. He was going to expose these things. And sometimes we got to know as much as we love people who are around us, if they are not under the governing uh, 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 power, influence, or order of the Holy Ghost. They are out of order. I don't care who they are. And when they are out of order, they are subject to the conditioning and the influence and the power of the enemy and, and thus becoming enemies against us. They will do his bidding. 
They will do the enemy's bidding against us. This is why it's important that we learn how to fight spiritually against these household enemies. Demons, witches. Uh, um. <laughs> See, I, I get myself in trouble sometimes when when I go off script. I'm, I'm like some of our past presidents. You know, they try to tell them, look, t- uh, stay stay on script. <laughs> Stop going off script because our show was about to say something. But y'all know, y'all know who these household enemies are, even throughout the family. I said in my last podcast, I, I had to deal with, with some mess and I have no problem uh, having had to deal with it. I, I don't mind because I want to see better. I want to see better in in the family, right? And, uh, you know, we've had people around us that we become so common to the toxicity in the family, right? The the dysfunction that helps us to function (laughs) to where we make normal this chaotic and, and poor behavior that we see and experience. They, they have plagued us for generations and stunted our growth, stunted our ability to grow as a family and to be who God has called us to be in the earth as the institution of family because of their messiness. Come on, we talking household enemies. Household enemies. Close powers. Powers that know all about us. They know they all up in our business. They know us, but yet it's it's difficult for us to identify them because we become complacent and we become common with their toxic behavior. But these household enemies are very destructive and, and I I stopped a little bit there because I don't want to say people. They are spirits. They are spirits. And they have the ability because these demons have personalities. So they have the ability to attach onto any person. And they can hide themselves in any relationship that we have. They know our strength. They know our failure. They know our successes. They know our patterns because they're close to us. <laughs> they're like they're like armed robbers that 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 you know well, and you let your guard down and you let them into your home, and they know everything about every possession, every asset you have. And they know right where to go to get it. They come in forcefully. They take what they want. (laughs) And they do it well because you give them the whole blueprint to your life. You tell them your dreams, your mission. They're evil. They are evil people. And they have impacted our destinies. They have impacted our lives. They have been wicked from the beginning up until the end. I'm trying to help somebody. 
I'm trying to help somebody, but we try to hold on because sometimes there are fathers, there are mothers, there are siblings, there are cousins, our relatives, our neighbors, our coworkers. Sometimes we let folk get in. We let them get so close. Knowing that they need deliverance. We know that they ain't living nothing uh, uh, by God. That, that should be the indicator right there. Because if you out of control, you're going to be out of control. And they'll be subject to prey on you. But, but when do their power start to, to work in our lives? When do we see the most traction and activity? We see it when God is blessing us. So be very careful. Be very conscious. Some, some of us, some of y'all like me, I got to write stuff down. <laughs> Sometimes God show me stuff. I just got to write it down because otherwise I'll forget. I'm telling you the truth. My husband always tell me, he's, you so fake. You so fake. You, you act one way around people and you tell me something else. Well, baby, that's because this is what you call a pillow talk. <laughs> of course, you got to know exactly how I feel. But it is, it's not fake, it's love and maturity that I'm able to treat people who, who don't treat me right with the love of God. But sometimes as quick as I get angry, I get over it. And a lot of times I forget <laughs> the lesson learned and I have to write it down. So I'm encouraging you all, especially over the next few days, because God wants us to be in power. There is nothing about God that wants us to fail. Absolutely nothing. He wants to see good. And this is why he's sending us the instruction that he's given us. But I want you to be conscious and I want you to be cognizant of the things that happen in your life over the next few days. Because as the Lord is blessing you, those household enemies, they're going to start stirring up. They're going to start stirring up. When you begin to declare your dreams and your goals to these people, you're going to see. I pray even now that they no longer are hidden. When you show signs of greatness, when you exhibit the greatness of God over your life, Oh, yeah, you, you will see them. And they're going to come by way of mocking you and, and putting you down and sometimes trying to sabotage. Be, be very conscious. Be very conscious. When, when you have an a Abrahamic blessing and anointing over your life, some of us were, were designed to be exhibitors of God's uh, blessings in the earth. Some of us. God is just putting us on display that way. And he's going to bring many, many blessings, but it is because he can trust us. He can get us, get it to us, give it to us because he can get it through us. Amen. When, when you begin to share your vision and your dreams and what God has called you to be, and they start giving you evil consultation. They start declaring things that show you how things can cannot possibly go right. Why why are you doing that? Why are you why are you trying to go that path? 
You always trying to do something that that will cause a lot of destruction if it don't work. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And and this is just to make it real. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine or or someone I considered, she I, I still see her as a friend. Brought to me an opportunity that I felt I knew it dropped straight from heaven. And the fact that they had entrusted it in me, I was so excited. I was so excited. But I didn't have the tools to maintain what was presented before me. So they gave me a a, um, a beauty salon. And, and when I tell you this salon was fully functioning, had everything in it, it had all of the equipment I needed. The guy left his uh, whole inventory of, of um, customers and and um, uh, we had all of the customers. We had all of the material, the equipment. Uh, we had uh, everything we needed. Let's just say it was cookie cutter, jack in a box, go in, you got all you need, right? And so I said, look at God. God put this before me. Now, I have a business mind, so all I need to do is just pull this together. So I started reaching out to resources and saying, look, God has dropped this before me, but, hey, I don't quite know what to do. Can you help me? And there was some that jumped up, and and I met a beautiful, beautiful lady, uh, and she's in Columbus, Ohio. She has one of the best. (laughs) <laughs> natural hair salons uh, in, in, in this side, uh, I'm going to say of heaven. I ain't even going to put her in a box or in the nation, but she has, she does some phenomenal things and created some, some um, uh, product and things like that on her own that, that I just feel is phenomenal. I watch her as she continues to grow. But anyway, I reached out to her and she came, she even came to see me. Come on now. And she was very, open and forthright, and she tried to help me and and whatever. Anyway, uh, but there were others, the naysayers, (laughs) the little snakes that wanted to get so close that they could devour and tear down what God has had called for that season. And I'm telling you, I, looking back on that, I thank God for the opportunity, but that thing was a disaster, But what was debilitating for me was all of the little chatter that was going on around me, right? I had connected and yoked up uh, in partnership with my husband's sisters. And and I thought, I said, man, this is a great thing. But see, God had to show me something there. You can't connect with everybody. You can't connect with everybody. That's why I said in my little disclaimer earlier, I'm going to share with you all the vision and I'm going to share with you the mission, but I want the ones that God has yoked with this ministry to come alongside. I don't have time for the people that's coming in, the little foxes that want to come in and destroy the vine. We ain't got time for that. Y'all go on and, and stay where you're at because <laughs> we're going to identify you. We're going we gonna to vet over here because I take this thing seriously, but I did not. I did not. I was just so happy that you know, his family wanted to come alongside and, and, and help out and, and to partner with me. And I was just so ecstatic, you know. But nonetheless, that thing became such a, 
just it, it was so evil. It was draining to me. It was draining that you had the ones on the outside talking junk and and just speaking, you know, just just devilish demon evil, you know, against what we were doing. Didn't want to come and help, but they wanted to talk and get in the ear. I had one young lady that was there uh, that was helping. She was a, a friend of the family. And see, sometimes you got to be careful. We talking household enemies. We talking household enemies. You got to be careful of people that you let close to you that are engaged with and associated with and connected to people who don't like you. And I'm just going to be real clear. I can't stand when people say, I got to love you, but I don't like you. No, you don't love me. You don't love me. You don't like me. You don't love me. And when you are running your evil mouth, and getting in this young lady's ear. Anyway, I, when I got wind of it, I just, because the, the type of person I am, I start to back up. <laughs> I start to back up. When I got wind of it, and I started hearing the stuff that was being said about me and what I was trying to do, and I said, wait a minute, I'm trying to build this for others. How dare you? And folk that I wouldn't even let get close. But you, you got a seat at the table because of who you are associated with. I wouldn't even let you get close to anything that I'm doing. But because of the partnership that I created, they're letting you in on inside tips and, and secrets and things like that. And it just became a whole mess, a ball of confusion. And eventually God says, shut it down. Shut it down. And I was so devastated because I loved that situation Uh having to have filed bankruptcy. I, and and, and I, I was into two major initiatives at that time. That was one. And, and like I said, that was just dropped. It was just dropped. My girlfriend called me. Her husband had an a investor uh, who was looking to rent out that space and he needed someone to take it on and, and they felt like I could do it. And I felt like I could do it. And I started getting the word out. I was so excited. You got to be careful who you tell all your dreams to. See, Joseph had to learn. He had to learn that the hard way, his own brothers. Can you imagine? His own brothers, people, people, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That, that sibling rivalry. People become so common with it and think that it's okay. No, ain't, ain't nothing okay. But you rivaling the success of your sibling. We ought to be coming together and working together for each other. But when you see it, I'm telling you, y'all better, y'all better stop putting your guard down and letting stuff happen just because of whatever. What was I at? When be careful of those that come and 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 they kind of dress your mood. They dress your mood. You come in and you're in a good mood, and then they start talking all of this negative stuff. Those are household enemies. And now you're all down and depressed. When you try to exercise your faith and your confidence in God, they try to give you the, the devil's advocate. Be very careful. Listen to what people say. Listen to what people say. I always correct my children when they say, oh, I'm so jealous. You better not ever say that again. You ain't jealous of nobody or nothing. But see, they pick stuff up 
<laughs> from other folks. Be careful of those people. Those are household enemies. They sing your praises in your face, but then talk about you behind your back. Now, this message is not to sow discord with those who are around you. It is to put you on alert. And it is nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong with you saying, God, you know I love them. You know I desire to love them, save them, sanctify them, fill them with your Holy Ghost, turn their heart towards you, turn that stony heart into flesh that the enemy uses to come against me. When God shows you your destiny early, and you share it with others. And they began to, to speak against what God has called you. Going back to Joseph. He had a dream. He had a dream. When God makes you the first of the best. When he makes you the first of the best. A lot of times people don't want to see you succeed. They don't want to see God taking you further than he's taking them. Those are household enemies. Household enemies. When they're sitting around gossiping and talking about the challenges of your life and they're not coming to strategize to, to help bring you out, those are household enemies. God is saying enough is enough. Enough is enough. Jesus tried to warn us of these wicked powers. <laughs> Naaman said in, in chapter three, verse one, he said, woe to the bloody city. It is all full of lies and robbery. They pray, departeth not. That is, cursed be to the wicked. We got to understand what wickedness we are dealing with. Stop allowing these satanic powers to steal, kill, and destroy and detract away from what God has called you to in this season. It is okay to go on the spiritual attack for these household enemies. It's okay. Stop letting them beat you down, tear you down. Destroy your life, destroy your children, and we just sit around and let it happen. We know, it's for the most part, we know who some of these enemies are. And, and, and part of what they do, they try to divide and conquer. They try to pit us against one or pit against the other. I'm telling you, the thing that used to aggravate me a lot. And see, I, I used to get to the point where I'm just like, look, if you want to believe a lie, <laughs> you want to be foolish, go right ahead. But it used to, oh, it just used to make me so angry when it be that one demon that is going through the whole family, tearing everything about apart. And I'm saying demon because I believe the flesh can be saved. I really do. I mean, the, the person, the person, the flesh can't be saved. Let me be clear, because that's it, it need to die. The flesh need to die. But that individual can really be saved. 
if they seek deliverance. But the thing that used to bother me the most is that I would, and it, and it seemed like I always get wind of stuff, but I would, the, the individual would be, would try to divide you from people that they feel they have a closer relationship with. And they would try to use lies or, or point out, you know, the, the deficiencies and who you are to turn people off to you. And people would fall for it. They would fall for it. And I just used to get so irritated. I'm telling you, these household enemies are destroying your family. They're destroying your children. Don't you let nobody get over your children and tear them down. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I was listening to someone one day and they were sharing with me some things that they said to another woman's child. Another woman's child because God positioned them in a place and a space where they had influence over children. And because of the influence that they had over children, they had easy access. And this person was sharing with this child, a child, a person who not just in their physical age were, was a child, but in their mentality. They had the mental, emotional capacity of a child. And you want to tell this child how insufficient and unimportant they are in comparison to someone that is your blood relative. I said, ooh. <laughs> Ooh, look at this demon. You can drive someone to a place of despair that will cause them to even take their lives. I'm telling you the truth. And people want to say, oh, you know, if, if they took their life, we didn't have anything to do with it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. God sent them your way to love and to express love, and you turned around and spewed that demonic toxicity that you have been expressing to people all throughout your life. They just couldn't, they couldn't contain it. They couldn't handle it. And while I won't say that you pulled the trigger, but you were sure enough a contributor, and not just to them, because I've experienced it. I've experienced those hurt, hurtful words, those, those uh, demonic words that will tear you even at the flesh. They tear your soul so far that it impacts your flesh. Some of y'all ain't hearing me, but this thing got to be uprooted. Stop letting people have exposure to your marriage. Stop it. Stop it. They ain't got no man. No, no, no future prospect of having no man. And they can't stand the fact that you got a husband. So they go and, and, and talk about all of the deficiencies in your relationship. Try to pull you down, try to spew uh, hatred and evil with your partner or your spouse because they ain't got nobody. What, the one thing that made something as I was dealing with uh, a, a household enemy, as I was struggling with the household en enemy, the one thing that woke me up <laughs> was when I heard that this joker was going around saying, oh, 
Don is making such and such not want to be around me anymore. Don is Don is keeping such and such from being around. I said, oh, what? First of all, the person is it's kind of awkward because you you're, you're kind of out of their uh social range, right? They 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 feel kind of awkward around you specifically. And and second of all, I don't have anything to do with how they relate to you. They just see some of the things that have been exposed about your character and what you would do to your own. So they don't want to have anything to do with you. So when I saw that, that, that envious spirit, and I don't, if if somebody like you better than me, that I introduced you to, I don't want you around them. See, that's a demon. Be careful, y'all. Be ca- Watch for this stuff. Watch for this stuff. And then that spirit of Absalom, you want to stand at the gate and pull down the authority of your leader. Absalom was David's son, but we see it all the time. Those household enemies. Sons and daughters of Christ, you want to stand outside the gate and just put your leader down. (laughs) Oh, he ain't all that great. Look at all these flaws. Look at what he did. I'm telling you, God, I I used to look at Absalom and and the story and I say, well, you know, it it might be an element of, of, of honor there. And let me pause here to be very clear. Ain't no good and evil. Ain't no good and evil. Ain't no good and evil. And ain't no evil and good. Let me be very clear. (laughs) Absalom was evil. He wanted to take on what the authority that his father had reminds us of somebody else, right? He he started out an angel. He was looking at God. He said, I can be like that. I'm, I'm, I'm just as good looking. I see myself as wise. I can be like that. That demon went off and took a whole third of heaven with him. Y'all better be careful who you expose yourself to, who you allow to enter in. Stop allowing it to happen. People are destroying you. They're destroying your family. They're destroying the people around you. And like I said, ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with going before God and saying, Lord, I need you to turn their hearts towards you. Save their souls. But y'all got to stop letting it happen because one thing about the enemy and his goal, his mission, his objective, his vision for the earth, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the things that he does in the spirit realm will manifest themselves in the physical. I feel like over the years I've been in such mental despair tormented by rejection and some of the things that I endured. And I'm talking about tangible stuff. Folk folk are something. They are evil. Some of the things that they'll do and justify 
their behavior. I don't harbor anything against anybody. I'm just keeping it real because I want us to be helped. But could you imagine if the times that I was being bullied and 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 ostracized and my family was treated like nothing, people were coming against my marriage, if I would have done what my mind told me to do and taken my own life? Could you imagine how the enemy would have celebrated because he would have succeeded? I'm telling you, this thing is real. God made it very clear that we are either for or against him. There ain't no lukewarm, ain't no in between. We got to get the same way. And I'm not, I'm, this message is not about fighting or, 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 um, Neglecting your role as a saint in the earth. It's not about that. It's not about you identifying these people and like, oh, well, you against me. So now we enemies. It's about you got to learn how to pray. You got to learn how to war. You got to learn how to recognize these things and identify them and stop sugarcoating stuff. Stop playing around. Stop playing around. Stop acting like these people who, you know, walking around here talking to your kids crazy, treating them however they want to treat them, you know, abusing them physically, sexually, emotionally. We just let it happen because we common with them. We familiar with them. God says, stop. Stop. It's, it's that simple. It is that simple. And you stop being a partaker of those things. I have people that are very dear to me, and I've had to cut them off. I had to cut them off because you allow yourself to be in the company of those that sit up and have inappropriate conversations. I, I had to call somebody the other day. I said, I said, I love you. I want you to know I love you. But I have to ask this question because over the years, I've allowed myself to assume certain things. So, so I want to I wanna ask you a question, but please don't take offense. And I, I, I just pray that you hear my heart. And I went on to ask the question <laughs> and they set me right on straight and I was able to move on. But I don't have time. I don't have any more time in my life to allow people close to me who are going to stab me with somebody else's blade. I ain't got time for that. And I'm telling you, y'all got to stop. You got to stop. Hus excuse me. Husbands, love your wives. Protect your family. Protect your the integrity of, of your family. Listen, if they're coming against her, they're coming against you. Wives, love your husbands. Protect, cover, shield them. Pray for them. Stop sharing everything with everybody because trust me, people you, they, uh, look, look, <laughs> some people don't know how to have a genuine loving or love relationship with, with someone else, right? Even if they're very close to them. And sometimes the only tie that they have is your misery. I want to be clear. 
The only tie that they have to one another is your misery. And that's demonic. And all they do is just sit up and talk about things that are going on that are detrimental to you. I don't need that because we got work to do. We got too much work to do. These demons come with the spirit of envy. They become so envious of what God is doing for you, the success in your life. And they come in your home, in your home, in your space, in your surroundings. Think about Cain and Abel. Abel Abel was so distraught with his brother's Cain's Success and some of y'all looking around like yeah, I ain't I ain't able. I mean I ain't Cain. I ain't Cain. He was so distraught with Abel's success that he killed them. That he killed them. Start to look. I I I want to touch on each side of this. I want to touch on the oppressor those who are oppressing God's people and, and, and compel you to look at your actions and your behavior. Even if you just got to sit down and say, okay, over this week, because, you know, I heard prophetess, I heard her talking, I, I want to be aligned with God's will, and, and maybe some of the stuff she said don't apply to me, but I want to see what do. Take an inventory of your actions. Just write it out. I did this today, I did that, I did that, I did that. At the end of the day, <laughs> and assess, are you functioning from a spirit of envy? Does that stronghold have you bound? And if you can see it in the natural, you better start seeking God for deliverance. So that you no longer hurt the people that are close to you because you're insecure about what you are capable of doing. Find out what God has for you because what he has for you is for you. Stop tearing people down. Cut it out. And for those who are oppressed, stop letting them do it. How are you going to let somebody who ain't accomplished nothing that you have accomplished, you have far exceeded any of their accomplishments and the only reason that they have a weighted opinion in your life is because of the office or the position that they have. For instance, it can be your boss at work. It can be your uh, elder in your family. It could be someone in the church. And they send up making you feel less and they've not accomplished anything. Stop, stop, stop it. They come with the spirit of mockery. We talked about Joseph and his own brothers. His own brothers sold him into bondage. How many of us get sold out by people we love? <laughs> we get, I, I'm telling you, sometimes it not, I've had situations where it knocked the wind out of me because I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. Because God has called you to a thing. 
and they want to tear it down. They want to go run behind your back and talk to people and try to try to corral people to not support what God is doing in your life. I'm telling you the truth. I ain't telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. I've had people come to me and say, well, well, such and such, I, you know, such and such was saying, well, why, why y'all praying with her? Why y'all going to that? Why y'all doing that? Because you ain't doing it. If God called you to do it, you do it then. Because guess what? I'm going to rally behind you. Anything that God desires to do. I don't care who he say is going to do it. But stop mocking people. Stop mocking people. Stop making a mockery out of what God has called them to do. Because guess what? As you mock them, you're mocking God. Keep your mouth off of folk. Just shh. Be quiet. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Keep your mouth shut. Because sometimes when you're thinking that it's just that person, God is really trying to use them and you done took the, the people three, four, five steps back because of your mouth and your ill-gotten influence over people who are ignorant to spiritual things. <laughs> I remember one time somebody called me and I was at work and I, I, I got so frustrated with this individual, but they called me and they were saying that someone was, was in a life crisis. They were in a life crisis and they called me and said, I want to minister to this individual, but what would you say to them? What would you say to them? And I wanted to tell the person, I would say to you, give them my number and you get out of the way because your flesh, see, there's no power. You have no power, but you are not anointed. God has not empowered you to deal with this situation or this circumstance. This is why you're calling me. But because of your ego and your envy, you won't just step out of the way. People are dying as a result of some people's uh, disobedience. You such a Judas out here running around <laughs> selling folk out for a few coins that you can't even move out of the way. I was so frustrated with that individual. I said, now you going to call me and ask me, what would I do? What would I say? <laughs> I would say, move, sit down somewhere. Go, go over there, sit down and stop getting in God's business. And really, to be honest, the, the person, uh, I, I believe that you would be equipped to minister to the needs of the people in that area if you just get delivered. If you just get delivered because you such an instrument for the enemy, tearing people down, <laughs> you're a double, double, triple agent. In God's camp. And we see it all the time. We see it all throughout the church. We see it all through our family. 
Those are household enemies. Dream attackers. <laughs> they can't stand the fact that God has given you a dream. They want to attack. And then the Delilahs. Oh, my goodness. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Remember Samson and Delilah? Remember when they were trying to understand, well, where is he getting this strength from? Y'all better watch them household enemies. They're so close. They know everything about you. <laughs> they know your strengths and they know your weaknesses. I, I had to tell somebody. I had to tell them. I had to tell them. I said, listen, everybody don't love me like you do. Stop sharing my business. Stop sharing the things that I share with you it, it, that is intimate to me because of our relationship. You and I have a bond. And I need that bond. I need that relationship. I need that level of, you know, just being able to have somebody that you could just share anything with. Get good godly counsel. But then you go run and tell somebody else that that really technically is gossip in my business, but that's okay. Because I know you struggle and you don't have any ill intent. But I just had to tell them flat out, stop sharing. If I tell you something, don't go tell such and such and so and so because they don't love me like you do. And they want to see the kinks in my armor. They want to understand, well, how, how is Don doing all of that? And and let me let me tell y'all a secret. I'm going to give you a good nugget today. I'm going to give you a good nugget. God has blessed me in spite of and despite many of the actions of the people who are around me. What does that mean? That means that you spoke so badly about me, God had to show the world. He said, I'm about to show. Sometimes I laugh and I giggle because I say God is reward, rewarding me with blessings because I endured you. So whoever you are, if you're listening, you know who you are. You said I was nothing. God said I was everything. You said I couldn't accomplish anything. God said, I'm going to show you. You say, oh, she's not a woman of God. God said, I'm going to show you that my hand is all over her. It was because of you. I heard uh, somebody say, and I, I can't ever remember this preacher's name right because he looked like somebody, uh, but his name is totally different. But anyway, he said, I thank God for my enemies. See, I ain't arrived there yet. <laughs> he said, I thank God for my enemies. He said, because of, because of my enemies, I learned how to pray. Because of my enemies, I learned long-suffering because of my enemies. So he, he started going down the line. But I can thank God that because of my enemies, God put me on public display. He said, I'm going to show you what belongs to me. <laughs> I can relate to God. I'm telling you the truth. I can relate to God. I don't care what nobody say about these boogers that belong to me. I don't care what you say. I don't care what they put me through. I don't care what we go through, they minds. They mind. And anytime I get a chance, I'm going to put them on public display. Post them up, make them look good, polish them up, shine them up. My daddy was the same way. 
My daddy, he was the type of person, if he, if he knew that the odds were stacked against us and somebody looked at us a certain way, boy, mm, my daddy do everything he could when we were in the presence of those people to show that we are the best. We are the best. It didn't matter what our relationship was. And that carried on with me. And I know that that is the God that we serve. He will elevate us. He will lift us up before our enemies. He will make them our footstools. And sometimes, sometimes, as he's making them our footstools, he's raising us up high enough that we can stump on their heads. Come on, somebody. God sent me here today to encourage you and let you know that no longer from this day forward, those household enemies, and I called them right. I did not say it uh, incorrectly. Those household enemies, those people who are in your inner circle, those who are surrounding you from this day forward will no longer have a hold over your life. God is exposing them. I want you to take note over the next few days. He's going to raise some things to the surface. He's going to boil it up. He's going to make it explode so that you can see. Because we need to use the wisdom that God has given us as we war spiritually. There are some things in the natural that God desires for us to do. Use the wisdom that he has given us. And if you don't have wisdom, seek it. Ask him for it. But stop allowing these household enemies, I don't care who they are, to destroy your life. But don't you let the enemy deceive you into believing that those who God sent for you, that uh, that they are your Destiny robbers, your household enemies, because he will try to put the blinders over your eyes. But I pray today that God will give you clear discernment to know who is for you and who is against you, who is trying to tear you down and who's building you up. That from this day forward, it'll never, ever, 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 ever be a gray area that he'll make it plain that he'll clear the way for you to see. And like I said, we pray, we pray. We don't return evil for evil, so we don't have to fight like they do. (laughs) Your reward is in being a servant of God, eternal salvation. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. It's the greatest gift ever given man. But their punishment, their destiny is going to be in their lives. I'm telling you, some folks that tore me down, that allowed the enemy to use them the most in my life, I just look at them and shake my head. I say, Lord. And and, and trust me, I pray for them. I do. I do. I say, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy over their lives. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Have mercy over their lives. But when I look at them, I'm like, (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, keep your mouth off of folk. Just be quiet. Watch, pray. Be like me. I turn a negative into a positive anytime. I try to encourage people into a place and a state of healing 
so that they don't regress into, you know, whatever it is that the enemy wants their demise to be. Okay. All right. So I feel like I understood the assignment. So let us pray. How many of y'all know that in order for us to overcome these household enemies, and I had so many other notes (laughs) that I wanted to go over, but it always seemed like my time uh, gets away from me. But that's okay, because we're going to continue to trust God. Uh, But let us pray. Let us pray and and know that from this day forward, we don't have to suffer with these household enemies. And 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 Prophet is trying to help you understand who they are and, and what they are. And and you know what to do. You know what to do. But let us go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank and praise you for your word today. We thank you for the rhema. We thank you for the power. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are doing a great work in our lives, that you are resetting. You are resetting your people. And Father God, these household enemies that we have spoken to today, Father, we invite you to come in and to enter in and to extinguish our lives from these household enemies. Father God, however you deem fit. Now, for those that we love, we prefer that they get saved, sanctified, filled with your Holy Spirit, and they turn from their evil and wicked ways, Lord God, that their hearts turn towards you. But for those with an unrepentant heart, Lord God, we pray for immediate judgment to meet their houses. And Father God, for everything that they position or petition against our lives, Lord God, let it be reversed and reverted unto them. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you will let every evil imagination against us backfire on the heads of those who bring it against us in the name of Jesus. Father God, those who are laughing at us to scorn us shall witness our testimony. They shall be put to shame publicly in the name of Jesus. Uh, Let the destructive plans of the enemy aimed against us blow up in the faces of our household enemies in the name of Jesus. Uh, Let every plan to ridicule us Turn around for our testimony in the name of Jesus. Uh, Let all power sponsoring evil decisions against us be disgraced and destroyed uh, in the name of Jesus. Let every stubborn stronghold delegated against us fall down and die in the name of Jesus. Let every stronghold and every household demon militating against us be smashed to pieces uh, in the name of Jesus. Let every spirit of Balaam, uh, hired to curse us, fall against, fall after 
the order of Balaam in the name of Jesus. Uh, let every evil counselor fighting our destiny be consumed by the fire of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Let every man posing as God in our lives fall after the order of Pharaoh in the name of Jesus. Let every spirit of Herod be disgraced in the name of Jesus. Let every spirit of Goliath receive the stones of fire in the name of Jesus. Let every spirit of Pharaoh fall into the Red Sea of their own making in Jesus' holy name. Let every satanic manipulations aimed into changing our destiny be frustrated. Uh, let all unprofitable broadcasters of our goodness be silenced forever in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, Father God, we pray this morning that you will let every secret wicked wickedness surrounding us be exposed right now. Uh, oh, Father God, let all evil monitoring eyes fashioned against us be blind uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, let every evil effect of strange touches be removed from our lives. Uh, we command every blessing confiscated by witchcraft coven to be broken, to be released uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, we command every blessing confiscated by wicked spirits to be released uh, in the name of Jesus. We command every blessing confiscated by ancestral spirits to be released. Uh, we command every blessing confiscated by envious enemies uh, to be released. Uh, oh, in the name of Jesus, we command every blessing confiscated by satanic agents to be released. Uh, we command every blessing confiscated by principalities uh, to be released. Uh, we command every blessing uh, that has been confiscated by rulers of darkness uh, be thou released. Uh, we command every blessing confiscated by evil powers uh, to be released. Uh, we command every blessing uh, confiscated by spiritual wickedness uh, in heavenly places to be released. Uh, we command all demonic seed planted uh, all demonic seed planted to hinder our progress uh, to be roasted uh, in the name of Jesus. Any evil sleep untaken, undertaken to harm us, uh, be converted uh, to dead sleep uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, let all the weapons and devices of our oppressors uh, work against them uh, and no longer against us. Uh, let the fire of God destroy the power operating any spiritual vehicles working against us. Uh, in Jesus' holy name, uh, let all evil advice given against our favor be overruled. Uh, let all the eaters of flesh and drinkers of blood uh, stumble and fall uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, we command all stubborn pursuers of our lives uh, to fall and die uh, in the name of Jesus. Let the wind, the sun, the moon uh, run contrary to every demonic presence in our environment. Uh, you devourers vanish from our labor right now in the name of Jesus. Every tree planted uh, by our household en enemies be dried up uh, from the root. Uh, in the name of Jesus, we cancel all enchantments, curses, spells uh, that are against us. In Jesus' name, uh, like all iron, 
Let all iron-like curses break uh, in the name of Jesus. Let divine tongues of fire roast any evil tongue uh, that has been set against us. Uh, let all pronouncements uttered against us uh, be by poisonous tongues be condemned now. Uh, we cut ourselves off of every territorial spirit. Uh, we loose ourselves from any power of witchcraft or bewitchment. Uh, we loose ourselves from every satanic bondage. Uh, we cancel the power of all curses upon our head. Uh, we bind the strong man over our lives. Uh, we bind the strong man over our families. Uh, we bind the strong man over our blessings. Uh, we bind the strong man over our our businesses, over our jobs. Uh, we command the armor of the strong man to be destroyed completely in the name of Jesus. Uh, Lord God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Uh, oh God, now to the one who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or even imagine. Father God, I ask that you will touch each and every person under the sound of my voice. Those who are spiritually connected. Oh Father, God by covenant through this ministry, Lord God, that you begin to break the strongholds of the household enemies that have plagued their lives. Uh, and from this day forward, uh, we declare and decree the victory. Uh, oh, Father God, give a strategy from afar off uh, for every demon that will set itself against us. Uh, Father God, we pray this morning a prayer oh father god uh, that no retaliation that the enemy has set uh, against this prayer will prosper father god we render it null and void and without power father strengthen marriages uh, strengthen relationships strengthen siblings parents uh, Father God, I pray today for the family, Lord God. Restore, reconcile, bring us together. I pray for the church. Restore, reconcile, bring us together. Help us to be a light in our communities and to draw others to you, Lord God. Father God, have your way. Oh, Father God, we bind up every demonic power. Oh, Father God, that has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we walk boldly in love. Uh, and from this day forward, we will hold our, ho our loved ones accountable, Lord God. We will hold them to your standard, Lord Jesus. Uh, oh, Father God, and through love, uh, Father God, we will see reconciliation uh, and restoration and joy and peace, unity, congruency, Lord Jesus. Uh, we pray for your love, uh, your unconditional love. Uh, we thank you, Lord God, that you have chosen us for such a time as this. Lord God, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you, Lord Jesus. Uh, now, Father God, carry us throughout the day. We need your power. We need your anointing. We need your guidance, Lord Jesus. Uh, open up doors that no man can shut. Uh, pour out a blessing from heaven that we shall not have room enough to receive. Uh, I declare and decree that we are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. We are the lenders and not the borrowers. Father God, God, help us, uh, oh, Father God, to minister out of the overflow, out of the overflow of our 
anointing uh, through you, Lord God, out of the overflow of our relationship with you, Lord God, as we continue to get into your presence. Uh, Lord God, I thank you and I praise you for your covering and your protection. Father God, cover, shield, and protect. Uh, lead, guide, and direct. Lord Jesus, cover our children uh, that we won't suffer any premature deaths. Uh, Father God, I thank and praise you now, uh, oh God, for arresting them in the spirit and drawing them back, uh, drawing them back into the kingdom, into your covenant. Uh, oh God, I thank and praise you now. I honor you now for what you're going to do and for what has already been done. Now we seal this prayer this morning through our faith. In the precious and holy name of Jesus, we ask, Lord God, that you will dispatch your angels to do that which you have commissioned them to do in each and every one of our lives. Uh, and Father God, we ask for immediate manifestation of your glory over our lives. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Thank God and amen.